0: Are there certain ideologies in addiction treatment that are barriers to recovery? Welcome to the Real Talk Recovery Podcast with the Therapy Brothers. We're brothers, we're therapists, and we know recovery. Bring your stories, your questions, your successes with Real Recovery. That about almost every topic though.
1: Well, the, the reason I love this question though is because I I can't stand when I see people get hurt by the very people and places that they go to for help. And so if we can give voice to that today, heck yeah, like let's let's do that. So yeah, anyways, I think, I think you were beating
0: the drum to me just privately last week about all of that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So, yeah. so, anyways, how how's how's it going, Tyler? How are you? Things are great, man. We've got uh, just the normal life going on with all of our kids, but the the exciting thing that we've got going on right now, Brandon, is, is that the Rising Sun Conference for 2022 is now scheduled September 22nd through 25th in Bear Lake, Utah. It was such a success last year that we've actually extended it by a night because we felt like we needed more time to accomplish all the things that we wanted to accomplish and
1: just really excited about that. I'm guessing by the time this releases, our early bird pricing will probably be gone, um, but it might not be. So, um, right right now, we still have a few slots open at a, a much discounted rate at RisingSunConference.com. So go over there, check it out, sign up, and get ready for for a great adventure and just a lot of good experiences and work in September. So it's 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 awesome. Yeah. All right, should we jump in? Let's do it. All right, we've got
0: Adam with us today. Adam, thank you for being here with us. Would you just introduce yourself, whatever your background you wanna share, and then we'll get to the discussion.
2: Yeah, thank you so much for, for having me. It's an honor to be to be here. So I'm calling from Sweden. I'm a recovering addict. Um, I, wanna, I wanna share my, my story in a kind of condensed matter okay Uh, so like like most sex addicts and i I identify more as a sex and sex and relationship addict um i had i had an upbringing where i wasn't really i wasn't really taught anything about boundaries i wasn't really taught much about how to stand up for yourself I always received a lot of love from my mom but I also grew up without a dad so I had also uh, I never I never really saw how a healthy relationship was supposed to look like um, I also uh, during during adolescence uh, noticed that uh, I, I really had no way to cope with with uh, the the Challenges in adolescence, and uh, I instead got got stuck in front of the computer playing primarily World of Warcraft, uh, and noticed that it was a it was a great way to cope with anything in life really, uh, and uh, together with this uh, video game addiction. I also I also developed uh, an addiction to primarily primarily porn and, and masturbation uh, during these years it, uh, it, it wasn't too bad it didn't interfere with my life really anything it didn't it didn't uh, hinder me much uh, I, I, I still had functioning relationships I had lost lots of friends most of the time I had girlfriends that I, I had really functional relationships with Um, it wasn't until my my last relationship uh, i'm i'm 30 32 this year and and when i was 26 i i met the mother to my two children Uh, i met her through infidelity i i was with another another girl we had been together for for like seven years um, but I, I fell madly in love with uh, uh, the mother to, to my two children, and um, we, we uh, well we got together and really really quickly moved in together, and um, after a few years uh, we had our son and. That's uh, also when I got my uh, ADHD diagnosis. And this is where the addiction really, really, really started to interfere with my life. Um, I I was put on Ritalin. Uh, and Ritalin gave me anxiety, like it does for a lot of people. It also increased my, my sex drive, which it also does for a lot of people. And it turns out for someone who developed a way of coping with all kinds of hardships through pornography and masturbation. That's, that's not a good combination. <laughs> so there was a, a few months, this was 2019. There was a few months where, where I was just looking at, looking at porn, on my, on my cell phone so many times a day, um, masturbated. Not, not extreme amounts as what i've seen other people uh, do now but but still way beyond what's what's reasonable uh way way beyond what would be like a, considered a, a, a sex drive basically uh, so this started interfering badly with my relationship uh, and it, it uh, culminated in, into like a huge fight with my now ex-girlfriend and she said like you really need to you really need to get help i mean you, you i i've noticed what's going on and, and it's not healthy you you really need to get help and i was i was devastated uh, so i of course uh, looked for help and in in sweden it's the the the, the primary care is is uh, Really well expanded, and and it's not uh, by any means necessary to to look for uh, look for private treatment. Um, there's no there's no health insurance. All uh, healthcare is is free of charge. So the, the tradition is like uh, when when you have an issue, you, you you go to the to the primary care. So I, I that's what I did. I contacted my my primary care and. Uh, Went to see a psychologist there and uh, started going to behavioral therapy uh, and I was really really motivated I was like I, I need to get rid of this because I, I've realized that I probably have some sort of addiction uh, because I, I've always felt like I have this uh, addicted addicted mind uh, where I, I can really easily like uh, get, get stuck in stuff. Uh, like like I did in video games. to my teens, uh, in, in my twenties, I I did a lot of uh, triathlon. I did four Ironmans, which is obvious. Wow. Yeah, yeah, That's, uh a sport that really favors favors an addicted mind.
0: Compulsion.
2: <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, the weird thing with the with the triathlon is like there there was never much anxiety in it. It was just like uh i i think all that all that training really like like feeds feeds the brain with dopamine and and it like felt good but there was no, no there was no like yeah, uh, uh no no anxiety and and uh no no fear of missing workouts etc but, but it's obviously obviously really easy to to overdo it um but I, I've always felt like I have I had an addicted mind. Um, so I, anyhow I really wanted to get rid of this addiction. I, I really did this cognitive behavior, behavioral therapy and it also fit really well with, with like my bias of how, how psychological treatments should be, should be done. Um, I'm a physical therapist and, and uh, in, in my training there is some behavioral, ther- behavioral theory in in there uh, so so that's like my my schooling in in psychological treatment if you so will so my um my bias was that this is what works this is the evidence-based practice you you need to do cognitive behavior therapy with with behavior analysis and uh, doing these a b c charts and uh I, I really wanted to, to make it work, uh, and and so so did my ex-girl. Uh, but as as you might have guessed, it didn't turn out too well. Mm-hmm. Uh, because obviously, addiction treatments need to start way before the acting out. So yes, yes, trying to monitor your acting out behavior and and figuring out what's wrong uh, through there, It's, it didn't work out too well. But I really wanted it to, and and. Uh, through white knuckling and, and doing this this uh, behavioral therapy, uh, I, I I did reduce my acting out a lot. I managed to completely stop watching porn. I more or less stopped all the compulsive masturbation, but the, the addiction was obviously still there because I well, I never learned the reason for it. I never learned how to how to really really treat an addiction. So like a year later uh the relationship was still crap and we went to uh, a couple's therapist and, and she said that I think that you still have an addiction going on you probably need to need to get get that sorted out before I can help you uh, the the couple's therapist did the efCT so she, she was probably pretty good at that catch catching up that. Mm-hmm. I, I wasn't I wasn't entirely sound uh, there was still something there so my my ex-girlfriend asked me like what does she mean um, are you still are you still addicted are you still acting out and I was like I'm not I'm, I'm not acting out I I mean if, if she says I'm addicted I might be I I really don't think so but I'm I wanna I wanna not be so I, I guess I need to go to another therapist and, and see what's what I can do. So I went to a, a specialist in addiction treatment who also works with CBT though, and I did some more, some more, uh, some more in-depth work. Uh, I did the unified protocol for anxiety and uh, mindfulness-based relapse prevention, and did better, of course, in in that I felt like. Oh, okay the, all this acting out is probably just a just a way to try to cope with with unhealthy feelings uh, or or uh, just really tough feelings uh, so i did that for about a year um, but the relationship still still just went down the drain and i was feeling worse and worse um uh, I started acting out again in uh, October last year, um, and when when my ex-girlfriend found out, she decided that we need to we need to uh, we need to separate. Uh, so uh, uh, about six months ago, I moved out. And about this, at that time, I also, I also, uh, managed to find a certified sex addiction therapist here in Sweden and started doing some, some proper recovery work and started going to, going to 12 step meetings a few times a week. I also found the Betrayed Addicted Expert, uh, podcast, and, and later also this podcast, uh, and I started to, to really 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 understand uh, addiction treatment I uh, also started to see that the the biggest barrier to to my recovery wasn't really my the therapist I saw uh, it, it was probably it was probably my own my own bias and, and my own thinking of what's what's proper treatments um, I was thinking that 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 uh, the treatment needed to be focused on the, on the behavior that the behavior was the problem. Mm-hmm. Uh, my sex addiction therapist told me like, no, the the behavior isn't the problem. The behavior is the solution.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: You need, you need to, you need to go way back.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: And that, that really, that, that really started to change things. in me, I started to realize that maybe I shouldn't be so, so certain of, what kind of treatment is right and and not be so not be so sure that the the evidence has all the all the answers when it comes to addiction treatments and also i i just heard uh, on one of the your pretty recent episodes it was probably two two months ago uh where i think it was you brandon talking about how many how many people in in uh, like the evidence-based addiction treatments actually recovery and it was horribly bad. Like yes. I don't, I don't remember. It was like 10% or
1: something. Yeah. Um, Adam, if I could comment here, just, um, first off, I want to say, um, clients like you are just awesome. And, and this is why as you tell your story, I'm, I'm seeing a man who is seeking for answers is, is humbly seeking for answers. And, and, um, the, the thing about it is CBT. So that's cognitive behavioral therapy. I love CBT. CBT is awesome. It's, it's, it's pretty amazing. And it's what, uh, it's probably the most popular form of therapy. Um, but CBT is awesome for symptom management. it's, <laughs> It's awesome to really help you with relapse prevention. And if, if just CBT is there, then it really sets you up for some good white knuckling your, your way through. Um, and so I, uh, your, 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 CSAT that you met with is absolutely spot on. And it's a, same with the couples therapist who said like, whoa, here, like not ready for couples work yet. Um, so he, It's interesting what you said at the very beginning, you said, I didn't have a dad. Right. So, so you, you mentioned that pretty quickly and then, and then talked about how you fell into video games and acting out and, 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 and you probably beat yourself up for a while while you were in your relationship because of those compulsive behaviors. But why do I bring that back up again, Adam, that you mentioned that I didn't have a dad? Why why do you think I'm bringing that up?
2: What, what I've been noticing now is that it's, it's really obvious that no one has told me anything about how to be a man. Really? Um, there's been, there's been no, no way to, to really see how, how a man can, can handle his emotions and how a man can handle his relationships. Yep. I've, I've never seen anything about it. I had a, I had like a, a stepdad if almost, which was like my, my mom's best friend. He was uh, about, about 20 years older than my mom. Uh, but he was like a textbook, nice guy mm. uh, and, and had no, had no boundaries whatsoever. Always just pleasing people Absolutely wonderful, loving guy who has given me a lot, but not much about not much about what I needed.
1: So. Be a man. Hey guys, thanks for listening. If you're listening here, this is the Betrayed, the Addicted, and the Expert feed, and we sure appreciate you following us and listening here. We wanna let you know that we have moved to Real Talk Recovery. If you'd like to complete the episode, you can find us on
0: iTunes, Spotify, any place where there's podcasts, Real Talk Recovery, or you can go to realtalkrecovery.com. Thanks again for all of your support.